3: Hi, everyone. It's Amanda Rieger-Green. Welcome to Soul Sessions. I have a special episode today. I am joined by my cousin, Amy Brown, and we are actually in her house getting to record together in person. Welcome, Amy.
4: Well, thanks for having me. (laughs) Yeah, you've been in Nashville for the last few days and you're actually flying out tonight. But of course, every day we're like, we're going to, we need to sit down and record. We need to sit down and record, not need, want. We want to sit down and record. And so here we are doing it in the final few hours, which is good because we've been soaking up our other time.
3: Totally. And I love how intentional you are with the words. You know, we want to record. Both of us, we do that really well together. We, We both practice that in life. But when we're together, we are really mindful of our words, what we're saying, what we're putting out there and what our intentions are. And this trip has has been so joyful for me and a great reset button where I needed some clarity and was struggling and you've really held some good space for me to notice my energy field. We're going to talk about a few things today. It is the holidays and the holidays can be challenging. They can be joyful and challenging simultaneously, so we're going to add some wisdom and experience on our end that helps us navigate the holidays. Both of us have lost our parents. So navigating grief, no matter how close you are or far away from that grief. Also how friendships and relationships can provide clarifying momentum and support and also signs and synchronicities, how we expand our faith in new ways, with new tools and techniques. So we're going to run through those things today, add some value, insight, and wisdom, and hopefully some inspiration for you. But One of the things I wanted to start with is when I got here, I was in this discernment process around obligations that I have professionally that I've been pouring my heart into, pouring my creativity, my time, my intelligence, my resources into and I was feeling super discouraged in some areas. And when I was sharing that with you, especially on Sunday when I got in, I, my energy field was really low and I, I feel safe in that space with you. I'm a pretty authentic person, but sometimes we need safe space to just say, I don't know if I'm on the right path. I don't, I'm not sure what I'm doing. This is what I have on my plate and this is how it it is affecting me. Am I making sense? I don't know how I sounded to you on Sunday, but you can probably communicate
4: that better. Well, you sounded, I guess, to put it simply, you sounded not excited. <laughs> Absolutely. There you go. Yeah. There you go. And, I mean, and to me, I feel like when you're spending that much time and energy and resources, as you mentioned, which is a big part of it, to feel depleted in a way seems like, oh, well, shoot, Amanda. Are you noticing your energy and vibe when you're talking about this? Because when you talk about other things, you perk up. And that was interesting to me because I know what you've been investing in has something is, is something that you thought was gonna perk you up. Yeah, absolutely.
3: And this is this is the kind of energy that I think many people resonate with right now when we we have a goal or an aim, and then we we dump our resources, our time, and our talents into it. And there's, there's moments when we get discouraged or things aren't panning out as quickly as we would like them to. But then there becomes a point where it's not so much about the resources, time and focus as it is. Is this really aligned with my heart right now? Is this my truth? Is this my path? Or are there other things that are available to me that I can be pouring my time, resources, and talent into that are more aligned with my truth, more aligned where I can be of service and add value. And that's what you helped clarify for me. And what was amazing to me is I was on, on the phone with a client two days later, and she reflected that back to me. We, she said, what's going on? I've, I've had this client for a while, and she's a dear friend of mine. And we were having some candid conversation and she said, how is this project going? What's going on? And and I talked to her about it. And she said, hey, I don't, I'm not meaning to be critical. Don't take this the wrong way. She said, but when you talk about that, you just kind of sound monotone.
4: <laughs> right. And not excited. <laughs> yes. And she
3: knows my energy field when I'm connecting with clients in my podcast, certain things that have me firing and wiring and creative and joyful and aligned and feeling of value and of this light my energy field lights up. I think it's like that for so many of us. So noticing when your energy field lights up, when you're engaged, creative, inspired, which also means it comes from the Latin word inspirato, in spirit, when you're inspired versus when you're trying, pushing, trudging, and and when you've trudged too long. And that's that's been very reflective for me this week. And I appreciate it because I'm also walking away with a clearer voice and direction on how to reallocate my time and resources, communicate that to people, and know that I am making some necessary changes responsibly, but also following my heart, following my passion, following where I am called, and I feel I feel more clarified in that, and there's the discernment.
4: Well, what I hear in that, too, is you're responding to... Things and not reacting because you do need to proceed with caution. You don't have to rip this band aid off. Sometimes you may get to a point where you just rip the band aid off, but this would be in any decision that people have to make. Or if they're evaluating, yeah, maybe something they're doing profesh- professionally or personally, or it's a, it's a person in your life or a relationship or something may need to shift because you know it's not in alignment and you're not feeling yourself. And you want to be excited, not depleted. And sometimes those feelings are not in our control because sometimes our jobs are jobs and it is what it is. Which also, I've decided I don't like that saying, it is what it is. So I've just said it, sorry about that. But I just wanted to point out that responding is super important and not reacting because then you run the risk of moving too quickly and not handling it appropriately.
3: Thank you. And I'm still laughing as at it is what it is because my mom used to say that and we would joke about it. And every time she'd say, well, Amanda, it is what it is. And
4: I would say, why? Right. Why? So Because it's <laughs> not, that's not always the case. And I'm very guilty of saying it but when you really think about it. It, is, it doesn't have to be that way. I feel like that's how sometimes we get stuck is yeah. with the mindset of, well, it, it is, is what, what it, it is. is.
3: <laughs> yeah. So absolutely. Let's talk a little bit about Faith and how our faith can expand in difficult times and our faith can expand in beautiful times and new tools and resources you're using right now that you found, especially this year, that are expanding your prayer life, your faith life, your your beliefs. What does that look like for you? I know you've shared a few things with me, and I, I think it is super valuable for listeners to be able to think creatively about the expansion of of their beliefs and their faith and experiencing
4: it more in the day-to-day. Well, I started meditation for the first time ever this year, and I always thought that was a little woo-woo, and I never even thought that prayer and meditation would cross over (laughs) or come together for me. And prayer time, honestly, ever since I was nine years old, I never put myself in the category of, of an amazing prayer, and because because my brain would go all over the place, I would try to close my eyes and pray, and I feel like I would talk, or my brain would talk about all these other things, and I then I would feel guilty, and then I would get defeated, and I'd be, ugh, I'm not good at praying, so I might as well just not pray. So then I started praying out loud when I drive, and just starting to have more conversations with God and talking with Him. But fast forward to this year, implementing a meditation practice. I started in January because I did a meditation challenge. And so I went 30 days and I realized how much I enjoyed it. And I made that part of my routine along with journaling. And just this week I did, you know, a prayer meditation and that's something I've started to sprinkle in here and there, but you can just go to YouTube and I Google Christian five minute meditation prayer. You put keywords in in the YouTube search and stuff will pop up. And I'm also asking God for a lot of signs. Like you and I talk a lot about when we can't quite figure something out or we're wanting to know something or have clarity, but we don't have it yet. Okay. Be patient and say, God, show me and make sure that we're very intentional about saying, God, show me. And just this week I typed in, you know, those keywords into YouTube. And the only filter I changed from previous videos that I've received is I went over to the filter and I wanted to see which one was the most viewed. Because in my opinion, <laughs> if it's been viewed a lot, it must be a really good prayer meditation. And so I went over, I changed it to most viewed. And the video that came up, the the cover shot for the YouTube video, I haven't even told you this. No, I'm, I'm over here and my eyes are really wide because yeah. I'm waiting. Yeah, because this is how God is showing me things. So the cover shot of the YouTube for the video just says, be present, which is literally what we've been talking about. My homework from my therapist is be present. Let's not be thinking too much in the past. Do not think in the future. Be present. There is nothing you have to figure out right now. Be present. And I'm saying it multiple times because that's what I have to say to myself over and over. Oh, okay. I catch myself and I say, be present well, you know, I've been typing this stuff into YouTube and we've been talking about be present for days. And then the one day I changed the filter for whatever reason, I don't know, most viewed, voila. And to me, that was a sign. Okay, I'm on the right path with my intentionality towards being present. And I must stick with that. And what you just said, changing the filter, it's one tweak
3: to a perspective, to a word change the filter, which relates back to what we were talking about with me and feeling in joy and enlivened and inspired in one area and then just trudging and pushing and discouraged and defeated and exhausted in another. Changing the filter for me was having you and a couple of other people reflect back what I was already feeling in my energy field, but clearly and lovingly define, Amanda, your energy soars in this scenario, and your energy is depleted and flat and monotone in this area. Oh, change my filter. Notice where my energy is soaring and enlivened and where it's monotone. And what are the tweaks in that area? Change the filter. Yeah,
4: change the filter. I love that that is fitting. It's fitting for for, for me. I hope it resonates for some other people. Yeah. And speaking of filters, we all have different filters that we are processing things through. Like you and I have both lost our parents and have experienced losing a mom, losing a dad, but because our filters are different, we're not going to have the same exact feelings. This is why there's no way you can know what one other person is going through or feeling. I think empathy and sympathy, super powerful things. And we have that, but I love that we are all processing our own stuff and we all have our own filters that we need to process through because some stuff that may be clear to you isn't clear to me because I have a different filter (laughs) and so sometimes I just might need it tweaked or shown to me in a different way or I'm processing differently but back to the the faith component and meditation and prayer and really I think increasing my meditation practice doing it almost every day for this entire year and here we are in November. So adding that to my life and the, the practice of it has now allowed me to be a better at prayer, which I'm sure the prayer would have been practicing. It's almost like, well, which came first? It just so happened that the meditation led me to a place where now I feel like I can pray more effectively and I can have gratitude while I'm sitting there meditating and I can run through a bunch of different things. And that five minute meditation or 10 minute, that pr- it may be a string of prayers in different things. And then when outside thoughts pop in, I recognize them and I try to release them. But I'm by no means this perfect meditator. I don't know that anybody is, but that's one way where the meditation has now given me an actual prayer practice because I've wanted that since I was nine, 10 years old. You know, you see people praying around or my mom would always go to her closet for an hour and get on her knees and she would pray. And I'd be like, how does she sit in there for an hour and pray? <laughs> I don't, my mind would be all over the place. And now I get it. She was able to dial in and do that. And I think hers originated out of complete desperation and rock bottom, but she really clung to that and it gave her new life. And I feel like that's what this year for me And some of my practices and my faith have given me new life. I had a doctor's appointment the other day with a physical therapist, but he, you know, was doing some Eastern practices. (laughs) And some of it was very new to me with your skull. And it was like weird. He was like touching my head for about 20 minutes, but it felt like he wasn't even touching it. But he was. When I stood up, I was so relaxed. It felt like I'd had a full body massage and I had not. Yeah. So was it craniosacral therapy? Yes. Yeah. I did not know how to say it. So I wasn't going to try, but yes, it was that. Yeah. And there was all this paperwork I had to fill out before, you know, I went in to see him and I celebrated the fact makes me think of my friend, Gracie Mochler, who yes. she has the confetti. emergency confetti. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's all about celebrating all things in life, not just the big things. And as I was sitting there filling out the paperwork I celebrated not checking off certain boxes that a year ago I would have checked because of, you know, whatever was going on with me, my body feeling this way, my mental health being this way. I literally could not check those boxes because I was like, I don't feel that way anymore. or That's not how my body's feeling or that's not how I'm responding to that. And I sat there for a moment with the paperwork and I celebrated. And I think that's something when you're filling out paperwork, you may fly by and not even really take a moment to be like, Oh, I didn't just check that box. And I know for a fact a year ago, I would have checked that box.
0: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 infinity QX 80.
3: Two things. One, all of this shows in your life and in your field, like all of the combination of prayer and meditation. Praying to me is talking to God, asking for help, having dialogue. Meditation is that listening piece. So it gives you the communion of dialogue and then the receptivity, the listening. But this morning, guess what I did? I filled out paperwork because I have a, a doctor's appointment, an annual doctor's appointment in the morning, and I got my patient form and paperwork to fill in before the visit. And I had the same realizations because I've—it's been a tough year, year and a half—with walking through my mom's death, moving, you know, from out of the country back into the United States, all of the stresses, pressures. I wasn't checking some of the boxes I checked a year ago, and I shifting know, some of your career. Shift, uh, a,
4: yes, a, a move, a death, uh, career shifts. Those are some of the top stressors. So, have grace for yourself yeah. if you've experienced one of those, and you know, let alone multiple at the same time. Yeah.
3: But I, I was filling out my assessment, and I wasn't checking some of the boxes because for the last six months. I have really done a deep dive into re healing my own spirit, giving myself grace, grieving, and finding very healthy ways to. Find healing, and it's starting to show because my overall mood and outlook and energy levels are different. But that was reflected in the clinical assessment I did. So I had the same experience this morning that you're talking about. When
4: we hadn't discussed
3: that, and we haven't discussed that, and I'm I'm like, oh my gosh, this just happened to me this morning while you were at work. Like, so no,
4: I, I think that yeah, we're we're paying attention to that, and you should celebrate that. And anybody else listening, if the slightest thing has changed. Or that you've done something big or small, but let's go ahead and talk about the tiny things because that's what I think we overlook. Yeah. And we don't give them enough credit. We don't take time to celebrate them. And your brain will recognize when you celebrate it. It's actually good for you to give that gift to your brain. It's good for you, your your confidence, your momentum, the trajectory you're on, knowing like, oh, there's progress here. Yes. Well, and what I shared with you, back
3: to the big things for a moment, I said to Dennis, my husband, about three weeks ago, gosh, last year was really hard. There was a lot that went on last year. And he said, um, Amanda, that was this year. <laughs> that feels like a year ago. You know, it does feel like a year ago. But him saying that put into perspective that January through April were immense. And that was not last year. That was this year. And we have, I have a tendency sometimes to discount that six months is not last year. That is this year. And I am still recalibrating recalib- and finding a resiliency. And it's okay to give myself grace. And I was on the phone with a client this morning. And she's making some big life changes that she's prepared for. And I am thrilled at the new adventure on her horizon and she has fears she's changing careers making a big move she's practically prepared for it she's spiritually uh, armed up for it talent wise everything the ball is in her court but she's also like i'm not doing enough what if i don't have this you know what if everything doesn't work out and and she wasn't in a ton of fear but there was that underlying energy of things aren't happening fast enough and it was like hold on let's stand still look at what you have accomplished the very first time we ever spoke this was a dream in your heart and that was probably 2 years ago and and this month it's becoming a reality and look how well everything has fallen into place for this new chapter to happen let's celebrate it you know because the perspective and the lens and the filter is always different, but when we can help each other clarify the filter, fine-tune the filter, it reminds me we need each other. We need support. We need people in our lives who can hold that space and reflect it back.
4: Yeah. I was just trying to look for a text that I had with a friend, because we were talking about if, the what if, and we're going to keep talking and I'm going to search it because I want to read you a quote that we were exchanging about the ifs and God. And so powerful to him. He even got it tattooed on his body, on his body. Where else would he get it tattooed? Um <laughs> On his backpack. Yeah, got it tattooed <laughs> on his body. <laughs> on his body. <laughs> so he has it as a tattoo, but I'll find it here in a second and it's powerful. You know, for me, music is very healing, especially because it can release a lot of emotion, but also to set you up in a space to receive or hear from... God. And last Sunday I had praise and worship music playing, which ever since my mom died, certain songs are just so hard for me. Like even praise and worship when I'm physically at church after she passed Mm -hmm. was just too much. I couldn't, I didn't even want to go because I just was so emotional and I'd be bawling, crying. And of course it's gotten better. It's been nine years, but sometimes it just hits you out of nowhere. And last Sunday I had it on and the song Oceans came on and I was broken to it. But as I think of the lyrics and what we're talking about, it's actually a great song to put on and listen to. If you're needing to go somewhere, try something new, make a change and, and trust that it is okay. And at least for me as a Christian, like I will call upon your name. And that's the song. Some of the lyrics are your grace abounds in deepest waters, your sovereign hand will be my guide. Where feet may fail and fear surrounds me, you've never failed and you won't start now. So I will call upon your name, which she thinks of God show me. Show yeah, me, God show me. And keep my eyes above the waves when oceans rise, my soul will rest in your embrace for I am yours and you are mine. And One last thing, I won't read the whole song, but this one's good. Spirit lead me where my trust is without borders. Let me walk upon the waters wherever you would call me. Take me deeper than my feet could ever wander and my faith will be made stronger in the presence of my savior.
3: Oh my gosh, I almost want to cry because I'm thinking about spirit lead me. What is that part? Spirit lead me where my trust?
4: Spirit lead me where my trust is without without borders. borders. Okay, so that
3: right there resonates with what I was feeling when I was talking about work responsibilities and where my passion is. When I'm talking about those things that light my fire and soul, my trust is without borders in that space. And when I was in, in the other space, it feels like there are borders and barriers and I just get to change my lens, change my perspective and also give it to God
4: change your filter change my filter <laughs> change my
3: filter but give it to god god show me and god has shown me that is and and whatever your faith practice is god show me universe show me soul show me jesus show me you know whatever it may be you use the language the beliefs the feelings that resonate with you but music like you said has a transcendent quality it helps soothe and open our energy field. And when words or melodies resonate, we vibrate at different frequencies that allow us to be more attuned and cohesive. And that's essentially what you're expressing. And then they can also bring joy. Like last night we were playing a music game. What is what is it called? We were Because like, it's a well, totally different energy with the music.
4: It's been popular on TikTok. And then I know The Toast, which is a podcast, they played it on there. But I think it's something like, if you know... The the words of the song, sing along, sing along, along, baby. One more time. (laughs) You you say one word and then whoever's playing with you, they have to see from that word. They can know the rest of the song and sing along.
3: But again, this is an example of how music can bring joy and laughter and silliness. Music can help us grieve and feel create sacred space to process emotions that may be clear and present in our energy field or packed back away it gives us the opportunity in small moments to create big
4: waves which goes back to the to the song oceans oceans yeah oceans of change the waves so i will call upon your name and keep my eyes above the waves when Oceans Rise. Yeah. That would be a good one to Do you know the words, the words of the, the song. song? It's a really fun game to play.
0: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80.
1: So thinking
3: about the holidays and creating new memories, holding space for lost loved ones, what are some of the lessons you've learned or the way you've grown through celebrating holidays with change? Because you've had some big changes in your personal life and and holidays are a little bit different, especially with the kids. And so what are some things that you do to create new memories, but still hold space.
4: Well, I mean, I think that people experience all different kinds of loss because what you're referring to is my divorce. Yes. Uh, So loss of the family that I thought we were going to have. So grieving that, not having my mom around the last nine years, losing my dad a couple of years ago. Yeah, and then the loss of a marriage. So yeah, uh, this is the first official holiday season with us being divorced although we've been separated for quite some time but still even last year when we we were celebrating Christmas we were separated but we were all in Colorado together like I was staying with my sister and Ben was staying with his family that's my ex-husband's name we've got two kids and we were able to be together and this year it's going to look different now like we won't be together Thanksgiving we won't be together Christmas He's going to go to Colorado with the kids. And I'm, I've am i made the decision to not go. And my sister's there. So that is a hard decision for me to make. But I think it's important for me to give myself that time. Because I'll have the kids after Christmas and I'll have them for New Year's. So I'll have them Thanksgiving. And that's how, you know, we're doing it. And I'll be with my sister for Thanksgiving. We're taking a trip to visit her son that's in college in Hawaii. A trip we'll never do again, something like that. So I'm excited to go do that with the kids. And having a luau for Thanksgiving. Yeah, a luau. So that made it easy for me to not fly to Colorado for Christmas and know that I'm going to be here in my home by myself. I have friends and then I've got family in Alabama, which is a few hours away. They've already texted like, hey, come see us. And I'll see. I'm not really committing to anything, but because I think something that is important when you're, going through any change like that is making time for solitude and making time for your feelings and your emotions. And, and I'm sure Amanda talks about this, but Amanda and I talk about all the time. If two things can be true at the same time, you can have happiness for the holiday season and different things about this time that bring you joy. And you can also right alongside it, have immense pain and sadness and grief. But I just think making time for yourself and being alone so that you can really feel your feelings, whatever they are. And some of those days, you, you may need to remind yourself, okay, with this, I need to have the day I need to have. And that's what our friend Kat DeFata says. Her podcast is You Need Therapy. And she has a lot of good sayings, which feel your feelings is one of her sayings that she says a lot too. She put it on a coffee mug in a shirt, feel your feelings and have the day you need to have. And that is permission You know, if you need to have a day where you're just in and you're not out and about being social in the holidays and that's what's expected of you or that's your normal personality or, and I would invite your close friends and family into whatever your plan is. Not for them to come, but make sure they're aware. Hey, this is where I am right now and I am giving myself space. And it would be great if like, hey, you've got stuff going on. I'd love to be invited so I'm aware of it. However, if I choose to stay home or need to be with myself, let that be cool. Because I could imagine some close friends and family members are like, no, 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 you should come. And they feel as though they're doing the right thing by, quote unquote, dragging you out of the house to get you away from the feelings. But if you make that time for that solitude and to process those feelings, in my experience, and we're all different, but it may help you push through some of it in a way that allows space for some of the laughter and the fun and the joy to come into play as well. And I think that that's important because if you just stuff it down, then after the holidays end, there's a meltdown coming or you're going to like walk into your pool with all your clothes on because I've done that. (laughs) I wouldn't do that now. Would, that wouldn't even cross my mind yeah, now. Yeah, because you didn't check that box at the craniosacral I didn't, place. I didn't. Walk you into your, your, did you walk into your pool with your clothes In on? front of your kids <laughs> and your ex-husband. Well, he's my husband at the time. But I just was like, okay, people, I I got to do something to leave this situation. So I'm just going to go fall into water with fully clothed. Mm. But does that make sense? And yeah. you know more about being in touch with your Feelings—it's really a mind, body, spirit connection. And I think when you have all of that going, you can be very aware of what you're feeling, and you can say, "God, show me what do I need. What do I need today? What kind of day do I need to have?" Because you may need to give yourself that solitude, and that we don't always
3: have to have the answers. That's where I take my self-will back and my determination, and I push and I go, and I think I am completely in charge. And then it's like, "Oh, wait a minute, I'm not in charge." I've got angels and God and support. Hold on. Let me call those troops in. Let me ask them to help me with my discernment process. And that creates that mind-body-spirit connection. One of the things that you said that lit me up over here is you were talking about the holidays and creating solitude. And you know that numerology is one of my love languages where I fire and wire. And people who listen are familiar with me talking about this but 2023 is a seven universal year in numerology two plus zero plus two plus three equals seven the energy of the seven is highly introspective analytical putting the cosmic puzzle pieces together it's searching and seeking but it is about building faith raising our vibration higher and there's a tendency to isolate which is the lower vibration of that energy to separate, to block out, to not share our feelings, not share our joys, our wins, or our sorrows alike, just isolating and trying to introspectively figure all of that out within ourselves and limiting ourselves that way. And the higher vibration of it is solitude. And that's what you said. And it put a smile on my heart because solitude is being able to commune with God, with spirit, And also to healthfully that mind-body-spirit connection communicate to other people, hey, here's what I'm doing. You know, I'm not asking you to rescue me. I'm just giving you the details. This is my plan, and I just want you to be in on it so you understand. And that feels good for us personally, but including people. And the energy of this year, the overarching theme, we can fall into isolation and forget to communicate, whether it's communicating with God communicating with other people in our lives, and communicating with ourselves. And so you just demonstrated to me through your experience the higher vibration of the seven is communicating with yourself, communicating with God, and communicating with the people that it affects in your life, and then feeling whole, feeling right-sized.
4: Well, and I think circling back to something you said at the very beginning of the podcast after I had said need versus want, it's a word can change everything. And while isolation and solitude may look sort of similar-ish in what you're doing, if you're mm-hmm. alone, shifting that word changes everything. Yeah. And so- Solitude has a important. higher
3: vibration. Yeah. It's It's more freeing. It's more roomy. Isolation automatically is like closing a door, back off. Like I think of it more like drawing a line with a Sharpie versus a pencil. There, You know, you can erase the pencil line or it can be squiggly. The Sharpie line, I don't know how to erase a Sharpie. Yeah. Even on a whiteboard.
4: You know, when I when I think of well, I was thinking uh Mr. Clean Magic Eraser. Eraser. Wipes. Oh, you were thinking that would be yeah. that would help the isolation. I was like, well, let me help you. Well, I right. you okay. can just get one of those. Yeah. But you can't, you know, Mr. Clean magic erase things in your yeah life. I wish sort of it worked that way. But something else that has helped me during the holidays, along with feeling my feelings and having the day that I need to have and creating space for solitude, but also the joy and all the things is remembrance and remembering traditions or recipes that are from, you know, your mom, your dad, your sibling. I don't know if you are grieving someone in particular or grieving a life you thought you would have, whatever the case, what can you bring into that that can remind you of a happy time with that person or that situation? Now, some people's marriages end on a very, very rough note and that's not lost on me at all. Ben and I had rough times for sure, <laughs> but thankfully we ended on good terms and I am thankful for our happy memories that we have. So there could be something with our relationship that I may want to still reminisce on or what is a tradition we have that doesn't mean I have to completely lose that. For my dad and my mom's side of things, like we always had um, sausage gravy and cinnamon rolls for breakfast then Ben and I started doing that in our family. And I'm going to continue to do that. So when I do it, not only do I think of my parents, but I also think of Ben and the kids. And that is okay. And that actually brings me joy because when Ben joined our family, he thought it was going to be disgusting. There's no way he was going to eat it. And now he loves it. (laughs) I bet you he's probably going to make it on Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) And he's not going to be with me. But, you know, that's something that you can do. And maybe it's not with food. Maybe it's with an activity, you know? The, yeah. did, did your parents or your loved ones play putt-putt over the holidays or golf or tennis or hiking? Was there something they liked to do? Being with nature, playing certain games. My mom loved Farkel. Yes, so, she
3: did love Farkel. Oh uh, my your gosh. Your Farkle
4: name would be Famanda. Famanda. And I was Famy. All you <laughs> have to do is just put an F at the beginning of the name or replace the first letter with F, so like Christy was fristy. That's my sister. (laughs) And your mom would be And mom, My mom was foodie, Judy. (laughs) So Farkle tournaments are fun during the holidays, but I know over the break, I'm going to play Farkle and that will be fun. I want to have game nights, especially because I'm going to be here and I'm not going to Colorado. I've already talked to some of my friends about it. Hey, when we have Christmas break, I'm hosting game night at my house. And now I've just decided right here, now I'm going to have a Farkle tournament and everyone's going to get their Farkle name. But the remembrance is helpful. So like, what is something you may do, Amanda, this holiday season to remember your mom? And is there anything you do to remember your dad? Well, this holiday season, because what's on my
3: heart right now is Thanksgiving because we are actually putting my mom's ashes Uh, We're going back to Baton Rouge, and my dad is in the columbarium in the church that we went to, and we're putting her ashes next to him on the day after Thanksgiving. So I have been intentional about that, and it is a sweet space, and I already am anticipating that it will be beautiful, but it will be painful, because that church for me is where I spent a lot of my youth. I participated. I have lots of memories there with both of my parents, and a, a sweet time in life. And it's a sacred space, obviously. But laying her to rest next to him is, mm. you know, it is a it's a big chapter. My father died in 1999. She died this year in 2023. It's a big circle of life, but I will be with my siblings. I will be with my family. I will be in Baton Rouge. I have a couple of high school friends who are going to come join me and that wanted to be included. And that's where I'm going to actually make those phone calls today. When I get on the flight, I'm going to reach out because two of them said, if this is private, we won't intervene. But if you would like us there, we would like to be there. And I I'm going to reach out and take them up on that because we're going to have just a celebration and we're going to eat good Louisiana food after. Of course, it will be after Thanksgiving. So my sister-in-law was helping me figure out what we do. And we're just going to go back to the house and, and celebrate together. But I'm going to invite my high school friends because they knew my parents well. They knew me at that stage of life that is so delicate and special. And that's one thing that I know... I'm actually going to take action on today to include them in that sweet celebration, because it will make me or give me not make me, but give me comfort. Oh yeah. Give me comfort in a way with, with people who are familiar, who there's just times when we reach out and we ask people to be with us, but when they express that they want to be with us to allow them to be.
4: Well, two things with that. And it's, how your friends asked you. And I like that they said out of the gate, you may want to be alone or this may be a private thing. And we'd love to be there if that's an option. So then you don't feel pressure. You can easily say, hey, it's private and they've already given you that and it's not awkward. And you also being intentional about inviting them in, like had they never even said anything, I know that you would be asking them anyway. And I think that's something important to do during these times is inviting people in. Inviting people in. And that thank
3: you for even clarifying because that's what's coming through. What am I going to do? Of course, I have things that celebrate my mom and my dad that remind me of them. And I will be able to tell stories and share memories. There will be a lot of talk and reminiscing and celebrating... Y'all
4: can all put on your mom's lip color. What was oh, it? of
3: course. Ba- bamboo bronze. Bamboo
4: bronze. Because the
3: bamboo it's- bronze, by the way, is going in the ashes. Those mm-hmm. were direct orders from her. And my sister, Sally, was afraid she had lost the bamboo bronze. And it was completely lost and mom was going to come back and haunt her. Because it's discontinued. Because it's discontinued Revlon shade of lipstick. And my mom had two (laughs) tubes of it set aside for her ashes for years. Like this was a planned thing. So we have the bamboo bronze. I have it right next to her ashes. They will be going in the columbarium with her because those were direct orders. And that will be hysterical and joyful. And my mother and she will have her lipstick on In the beyond, thank goodness. She's like King Tut, you know, she puts all of her stuff in her tomb to take with her on the other side, but it's for her, it's just bamboo bronze. She's got to look good.
4: If I had to take something with me, I think I'd take my Fenty, which is Rihanna's makeup line, contour stick. (laughs) Okay, that's a good one. I use that as blush, eyeshadow, sometimes like around my lips, I mean, that's good stuff. Oh, Contouring, obviously, like nose, forehead. Yeah, I would take
3: my concealer. My concealer is my, I can contour with it. I can just brighten up under my eyes. It helps with like a little lift. Oh, perfect. So, So, yeah. Lisa. So I think we'll be set. If you bring the contour, mom brings the lipstick, and I've got the concealer that's like a highlighter stick. I think we're good to go. What does Foodie have? (laughs) Oh, Foodie? Maybe she'll have a little bit of blush. She always had really rosy, sweet cheeks.
4: Yeah, she did. Well, mm-hmm. she, you know, she didn't like to leave the house without a lip color either. Yeah. well, she And I mom. don't know, maybe it's that generation because yeah. she would tell me, you should put your lips lipstick. on. My mom would say that too. Amanda, I mean, put some lipstick on. You look a little drab. Yeah. But of course we didn't because <laughs> it just wasn't our, I don't know that that was really our thing. Mm-hmm. And I found that quote that I was looking for earlier uh-huh. that I was texting with a friend about. And the re- the reason why I texted him about it is I've b- been reading Corrie Tin Boom's book, The Hiding Place, which it's, are you familiar? No, oh, okay. I'm saying, what it's, is that? Share that, please. World War II. And she was a Christian during that time that was hiding Jews mm-hmm. from Nazis. Yeah. And she was running this whole secret hideaway. Yeah. That's why it's called the hiding place. And she she was not Jewish, but because of her crime, she went to concentration camps, different ones. And gosh, she made it out. She was eventually released and then wrote this book. And towards the end, she says this, there are no ifs in God's kingdom. I could hear her soft voice saying it. I believe this is when she's talking about her sister. And they would have to like to get Bibles or parts of Bibles. They would sneak them in. If they went to certain appointments, they would know this person may have a piece of a Bible and they would stuff it into their clothing and then sneak it in to the concentration camp at a risk of, you know, getting killed for that. So there are no ifs in God's kingdom. I could hear her soft voice saying it. His timing is perfect. His will is our hiding place. Lord Jesus, keep me in your will. Don't let me go mad by poking about outside it. And so I'd sent that to my friend. He's the one that even told me to read this book. And he said, oh yeah, I love that. I don't know why it stood out to me. And I thought I'm going to send this to him. I've been reading the whole book. I hadn't sent anything to him. And he replied back, oh yeah, no ifs is one of my tattoos." Or maybe it says no ifs in God's kingdom. No ifs in God's kingdom. We were talking about ifs earlier. Mm -hmm. What if this, what if. Well, there's no ifs in God's kingdom. Sorry, I I couldn't find that earlier. Because it didn't even dawn on me. I was like, why was I just talking about ifs? And then it occurred to me, it came from that book, which is a great book to read, by the way, if you have not, if you have not read it.
3: Yeah. Absolutely. And thank you for sharing that. I love that. And that's a lot of times with my faith. And when when life expands, when the universe gets more magical and bigger, it's when I remember, oh, my gosh, God is in everything. God is in the hard moments. God is in the arguments. And what my part is in that and how I can grow through it, change my behavior, make amends. God is in the grief. God is in the growth. God is in the laughter. God is in the games. Amy, thank you for joining me today, sharing insights and inspiration at any time, but also as we move through the holidays with more grace and also tapping into nostalgia. That's really one thing I want to highlight for everyone today is the solitude and the nostalgia. And this nostalgia being how can you celebrate your life where you are today in a way that is reminiscent of who you are, of your past. It honors your past and your experiences, but it celebrates you today in your place today. And also taking time for solitude. Where can you find time to communicate to yourself what you need to communicate that to God, to your higher power, to spirit, and then communicate it to the people in your experience, the people you love. And that way you find clarity in your voice and your truth.
4: And be present. And be present.
3: Um, I was talking to someone this morning about fear, and usually fear arises and gets completely out of control when we are worried about losing something up in the future. You know, we're not going to get what we want or losing what we have, essentially. And that's either being in the past or the future, not in the present, not in the now love it yeah thanks guys all right thank you amy for being on today and sharing your insight and wisdom and laughter and silliness everyone i hope you're doing well i hope that the soul sessions episodes have motivated and inspired you giving you some good food for thought a little bit of joy and sentimentality as you gracefully navigate the seasons of life thank you for joining me be well